welcome. Welcome back, everybody, to the penalty box here on KCOU 88.1 FM. We're back. Season six, for those who, you know, missed the uh, the first episode, we are the self-proclaimed oldest show left on the KCOU airwaves. But that doesn't mean we don't got it anymore. We're not past our prime. Yeah. We're not like, I don't know, who's someone that's past their prime. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot you could pick from. Yeah, there's a lot of names. But that's Peter Kemp, by the way, and I'm Jack Knowlton. It's me. Uh, you know, we here. Yup. Yup. They lost. They yup. Lo- they lost. Who's lost? Remember the Draymond. Who thing? lost? It's a Draymond thing. Who lost? Well, diving into our first segment, uh, the Titans, Packers, Buccaneers. And Bills all lost. Spoiler alert. Spoiler Jesus. alert. Um, we're talking football first. We're going to talk NFL football first, and then we got a little bit of the hardwood uh, to cover as well here on the penalty box. Hope everyone is enjoying their Thursday? Thursday. I can't keep track. Every day is so congested with class yeah. and with other stuff. How's your week been? It's been okay. To everything? Week two. I think week two, technically. It's only, it's only week two. We're only in week two. Only six more weeks until midterms. Things are going okay. <sighs> um, definitely am going to reach a point where burnout is going to be a real problem. Facts. But as of right now, still on schedule, still haven't missed classes, still on top of things. But that might not happen might later not in the semester. Might not last. No. Is, is our point. But we hope every student out there is having a good first couple weeks of the semester. Everyone who isn't a student... Having a good, you know, doing whatever, doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. Earning that bag. Yeah. Chasing that bag. Yeah. Whatever you're doing. With Don't bags. be like my dad's first roommate. Uh oh, what's your dad's first roommate do? <laughs> His first roommate. <laughs> he came back from winter break and he was just gone. What? He went back home. Just left. Oh. Just called. Just called game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he drop out or was he still like in classes? No, he fallen dropped out. Sometimes that can be the move. You never know. Um. But anyways, yes, we're going to talk football first, Peter, because we have, of course, we are in the midst of the NFL playoffs. Um, we didn't get the predictions recorded from last week mm. because uh, a certain archive was, wasn't clicked. <laughs> there, there was some, a bot. Something broke. It wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. It was a certain machine. Yeah. But um, I didn't do too hot. I'm going to be honest. You didn't, Do you remember who you picked? Yeah. Who did you pick? Uh, I think the only one I got right was the Chiefs. Really? I picked Bucks to win, I picked Packers to win, and I picked Titans to win. Interesting. But I got Chiefs right. So I, on the other hand, also have my predictions from another show saved. I had a very good divisional round. That's good. I got all of my games right except for the Packers, who let me down. Mm. Um, I picked the Bengals, I picked the Rams, and I picked the Chiefs, and they all got things done. We will dive right into just all four games, hop right into it, then we'll predict... Um, the conference championships and preview those games a little bit. First up, Saturday. Still more Saturday football. We're sadly done with that now. Um, no more Saturday NFL um, action until next season. But the Bengals did defeat the Titans 19-16. to The Joey Buckets, the Joe Cool, the Joe Burrow-led Bengals, the, the Cinderella stories moving all the way to the AFC Championship game. Um, Joe Cool in this game did look pretty cool. He Well... He did throw a pick, but threw for 348 yards, 28 for 37. Still pretty darn solid. Ryan Tannehill, on the other hand, for the Titans, 220 yards on 15 completions. One pick and three interceptions, uh, which ultimately cost the Titans in this one. 
Evan McPherson, Peter, in this game, hit the game-winning kick for the Bengals. He's a rookie. Mm. Uh, we saw him play, by the way, for Mizzou uh, when he was back at Florida. Fun fact. Um, but Evan McPherson apparently said to Joe Burrow and the Bengals offensive coordinator before he stepped out to make that last kick, and I quote, looks like we're going to the title game. Yeah. Stepped out and drilled the kick. That's how kickers become the, your favorite players on your team, on Facts. your favorite teams when they have balls like that to just go out and be like, I guess we're winning this game yep. before he even kicks it Facts. in a playoff game. Evan McFearless is yeah. what I like to call him now. There you go. Just the, Especially as a rookie kicker, you know, coming out in a playoff game in Nashville, away from home, and, and now their run continues. He was a drafted kicker too, wasn't he? I think so. He drafted, yeah, fifth round. Wow. Good stuff, Evan. Proving everybody right that, that it's good to draft kickers. I respect it. But what did you make from this game? Um, obviously, you didn't pick the Bengals, so what surprised you in letting them win or that helped them get to the win this week? Um, I think Cincinnati's defense was probably one thing I didn't trust, but they ended up doing a great job. Uh, Ryan Tannehill really uh, really shut down, especially late in that in that game with the uh, interception that later led to the Evan McPherson field goal, which I think was huge on uh, Ryan Tannehill and pretty much the downfall of this Titans team. Derrick Henry coming back, uh, only three yards to carry and a touchdown, only 62 yards for Derrick Henry. He didn't have that explosive game that people thought he was going to have. And Joe Burrow, like you said, not having the greatest of games, but really Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow connection has really been that entire offense for the most part and I think is a huge reason as to why this game uh, went in favor of Cincinnati. I mean, their offense really generated just from getting Jamar Chase into positions where Joe Burrow can find them and then, you know, giving the defense uh, the chance to uh, keep it a close game until the very end. Yeah, I think you make a good point. The other thing I think you have to consider, I think Joe Burrow played pretty darn well considering he was sacked, and to quote uh, from the great Ferris Bueller, nine times. Nine times. Nine times in this game uh, by the Tennessee defense. Obviously, offensive line has been a problem for the Bengals for a while. It was one of the reasons why people were debating uh, them taking Penny Sewell over Jamar Chase in the draft. I think they made. I think they were making the right decision in taking Chase then to toot my own horn a little bit, and I still think they make it now. Um, however, like you said, I think Joe Burrow played really well considering he was scrambling around the backfield pretty much all day for the Bengals. And yeah, if you if if you get Jamar Chase open. You can and you get him the ball. He's going to do some pretty spectacular things. Didn't have a touchdown, but it didn't matter. 109 yeah. receiving yards. You know that's that's about as much as you can ask for without also scoring. So I was definitely on the the Penny Sewell route just because of situations like this. But uh, I guess I'm eating my own words there because Jamar Chase is definitely going to win the offensive rookie of the year. Uh, probably no doubt. Yeah, and I, I think I don't think you could be too hard on yourself with that either because I think if Jamar Chase doesn't win Offensive Rookie of the Year and plays this well and the Bengals get this far, people who were in support of the Penn Sewell pick probably have a pretty solid argument. Yeah. I mean, Jamar Chase had to do this in order to silence those doubters. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you have Jamar Chase, but now you still have this huge problem at offensive line, and it leads to games where you get sacked nine times, and now it's... Now it's to the point where you've put it off for a year, and now coming into this offseason, you really got to put an emphasis on keeping your franchise quarterback safe uh, while also having Jamar Chase in the, in the roster as well. Yeah, you know what I'll say? I will say to that, 
I think it's going to be a little easier that that's their one target line is, okay, we just need to go out and get the best offensive line we can right now versus, like, say Jamar Chase had an eh rookie season. Now you're saying, ooh, we might still need help at receiver as well. But now you've got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, all really young, all really good. Now you can just say, he has the weapons. We just need to get him some protection. And even C.J. Uzoma, the yeah. tight end they have, has had a really solid year. So, yeah, receiver definitely is a position that isn't really needed anymore. But offensive line, uh, maybe a DB as well is going to be a big thing for Cincinnati. Yeah, and we talk about DB. Um, Cincinnati getting the AFC championship. Despite having Eli Apple, who is one of my least favorite players in the league, Eli on their Apple roster. won them that game, man. Eli Apple, he won them that game. Oh, I actually got angry when he made that play tour. He's, he made he had like a pass deflection right at the end, right? Yeah. He yeah. deflected it up and it was picked That's off. That's right. And I was like, that wasn't Apple, was it? And it was. And I was like, ah, it didn't play to my narrative that Eli Apple is stinky, but you know, credit where credits due. He she showed up then and he let everyone know on Twitter about it too. But. Um, yeah, the Bengals are marching on, and we'll get into their game with the Chiefs in a little bit and how they could probably match up there. Do we have anything else on the Titans, maybe where they go from here? Uh, new quarterback. Yeah, valid. I also think that I know you said Derrick Henry didn't quite have the game that people were, were expecting him to. I still think considering how quickly he came back, it was his first game back in a while, 60 yards and a touchdown is, I mean... It was on 20 a carries. It was on 20 It carries. was basically three yards a carry every single time he touched the ball. He yeah. didn't really make any insane sort of plays that people really expected out of Derrick Henry. But to be fair, it's hard to expect it out of a guy who hasn't played in like 10 weeks. Yeah, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. But it definitely, when you're, you can't solely put the blame on Derrick when Henry. When you're considered one of the best running backs in the country, you know, it's, it's games like this where you kind of have to show up. Yeah. And like you can throw excuses left and right, but at the end of the day, if you're going to be that franchise guy, you got to start showing up in playoff games. Yeah, I, I think he did the most considering how poorly his quarterback played. But yes, new quarterback is in the works, probably for the Titans. Um, do you have anyone off the? Are they going to? Tannehill has a year left on his contract. I want to say. I think that's right. I don't remember exactly, but I don't think he's free agent. No. So they'll have to either move him or. Go in the draft or something. But Aaron Rodgers is looking for a place to go. That's true. Aaron Rodgers is looking for a place to go. I have no idea what the Titans' salary situation is. Like I'm not good with it. money. I, I, <laughs> me neither, Peter. Never have been. Yeah. Once lost a hundred grand betting on budgets are more guidelines <laughs> than actual rules. Facts. You don't have to follow a budget. No. That's like when uh, someone tells me in April to fill up my taxes, and I go, "Oh, I did that last year." Yeah. Why do I have to do it again? Yeah. Exactly. Government already has my money. Exactly. That's why I pay taxes extra on groceries. <laughs> it's a good turn to a political, political stance. I'm just podcast saying, real man. Quick. <laughs> Government's got enough money. <laughs> They're spending money. Uh, they got Lord. money. Right. They don't need mine. We'll move on to the other Saturday game, which was, of course, the Saturday evening game between the San Francisco 49ers, going up from warm California to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, and yes, pulling off the upset of the Packers. And Aaron COVID Rodgers, um, they lost 13 to 10 to the 49ers. Rodgers was 20 for 29 for 225 yards. Garoppolo 11 for 19 and 131 yards and a pick for the 49ers. Uh, Peter, what did you make of this game? What happened to the Packers? You know what what caused them to to falter? Uh, you know in perhaps the game sooner than we usually expect them to falter in the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's crazy how, you know, Aaron Rodgers 
this entire season, or at least beginning of the season, is like people want to come here because of me, and I'm the reason why this team is so good. And yet the offense has one of their worst games since I think week one. And this San Francisco D- team, I don't know how they keep winning because Jimmy Garoppolo, 11 for 19, 131 yards and a touchdown. That's not a great stat line. And yet only 106 yards on the ground, but they're getting it done defensively. That's what, yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're getting it done defensively. And uh, Debo Samuel is putting this team on his back, pulling this team into the NFC Championship game. And Green Bay... Green Bay might be looking a lot different next year. When you want to talk about the last dance, this team is in salary cap hell next year. Aaron Rodgers is more likely gone next year. They got a lot of guys' contracts that are coming up. So it's going to be... It's going to be... Sorry. It's going to be interesting what happens in the front office in Green Bay because uh, they got a lot of contracts to figure out. They got to see where their uh, franchise quarterback is going. And, um, yeah, just for it to fall like this, I think kind of ties a bow around the last 10 years minus the Super Bowl year. Just every year getting it to the NFC, getting so close, having that great team, and then just stumbling at the finish line. The Packers had a couple, like, special teams issues, right, in this game? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, They the only touchdown San Francisco scored was off a block punt. That's right. It was off a block punt. So, you know, you're like I, I the thing that I saw being blamed for their loss was, um, you know, just 49ers being really good at defense and then the Packers faltering on special teams. And for that, I always say, you know, when you when you play poorly on special teams, it doesn't matter if you score 30 points on offense. I think those team those two things can be mutually exclusive in a little bit of ways like mm. I think special teams errors can be corrected, especially by a guy like Aaron Rodgers. It's the fact that, like you said, their offense was so poor, they only put up 10 points, and you know they didn't make up for, for the special teams errors. Like Stuff like that can happen, and you can overcome it from, a special, like from an offensive perspective when stuff happens on special teams. Yeah. The other thing I've seen, too, Aaron Rodgers targeted Aaron Jones nine <laughs> times for 129 yards, Devontae Adams nine times for 90 yards, Alan Lazard was their next leading receiver. One catch for six yards. A lot of Packers fans I saw were upset how he basically only threw to Devontae Adams. And that seemed like a theme kind of throughout the season. I know Devontae Adams is, you know, way tiers above Alan Lazard. But there were plays, I was seeing plays like on Twitter diagrammed of like, Rodgers threw this ball into triple coverage to Devontae Adams when Alan Lazard or Cobb was wide open, you know, in another doing another route. Um, so that was an interesting breakdown for, you know, maybe blaming why they lost. Yeah, this is this is probably a little bit of a last dance for Green Bay. I mean, unless Jordan Love's good, they're most more than likely not keeping Aaron Rodgers around. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough, I think, in the next couple of years up in the frozen tundra. I think they just they almost, I would say, just trade him, hit the reset button, let him go to Denver, get some picks. Mm-hmm. Get some of that salary cap dumped, like you said. We're not good with money, but the one thing I do know is the Packers are also poor with money at the moment. Yeah. Like, they're struggling. Um, so, yeah, this was probably the last hurrah. And, wow, a career for Aaron Rodgers. Hall of Fame career is only going to go down with one Super Bowl. Or hey, more, you never know. Likely. You never know. He could win a Super could Bowl win somewhere else. Could, be, could be, like, be like Peyton Manning. <laughs> Just 
old people going to Denver and winning championships. I saw an argument saying like, <laughs> I I don't I didn't really love it. It was like, oh, everyone's saying that like. Denver shouldn't be the place for Aaron Rodgers because they'll still get destroyed by the Chiefs when Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke were the quarterbacks and they kept both those games within 10. Denver's the best team in the AFC West with Aaron Rodgers. That's what that's what the argument was. No. I'm going to have to disagree with that. Yeah. Um but I think it would it would definitely you know they're in the market for a quarterback it'd be interesting for them. Um yeah, I mean do you have anything else on where Green Bay goes going forward? Uh just from what it seems like, Green Bay is going to be a very different team, and the 49ers trending in the opposite direction. Yeah, 49ers got a lot of young talent still, but the quarterback position is an- another team with a question mark on it, and yeah. another pro- possible landing spot for Aaron Rodgers, who said, even on his draft night, that he wanted to be a 49er. That's true. But instead, Alex Smith got that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Maybe the 49ers will start Aaron Rodgers next year. If you can't beat him, join him sort of idea. It's like KD. Exactly. That would literally be two Packers fans, literally, like, as bad as Kevin Durant going to the Warriors. If, especially if the 49ers won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, that team would actually be really insane. That jo- would be ridiculous. That would be kind of crazy. Debo, Aaron Rodgers. George Kittle. George Kittle. Oh, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk's good. Elijah Mitchell's good. But, hey, man, I'm not the GM. Kyle so. Juszczyk's good. Yeah, we'll just have to see. It's going to be an exciting offseason to see what goes on. Up there in Green Bay. All right. Moving on to the Sunday games. And I now we're getting, I think, to the 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 real thing that made this divisional round something pretty darn special. Um, we're going to start with the hashtag nearly NFL rigged game uh, between the Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Rams were up 20 to three at halftime, ended up taking a 27 to three lead in the third quarter before the Buccaneers came storming back. Only to lose just at the end with a game-winning field goal for Matt Gay, leading the Rams to the NFC Championship 30-27. Peter, Tom Brady did it coming back from 28-3 to in the Super Bowl, and he very nearly did it again coming back from I mean, technically he did. I mean, yeah. They technically did come back. They did. They just didn't win. Right. So, I mean, first of all, what a game. Insane game. I feel like the level of games have gone up in terms of the... Like as the postseason's gone on? Yeah. I mean, just in terms of like the first game between the Bengals and Titans was great. 49ers-Packers was insane. Rams-Bucks was another tier of of craziness. And then the Bills-Chiefs game, which could arguably go down as one of the greatest playoff games of all time. Yeah. But we'll get to that when we get to there. But yet yet again, every single playoff game ended on a walk-off score which is what you love to see in playoff games because people like me who don't have their their team in the playoffs just want to see good games, and these were four fantastic games. And I think the level of game have gone on since have gone on as the games have gone on. So I think this was the second best game of, of uh, the uh, the playoffs just because of how insane it was. You know, the Rams looked like they were going to run away with it. Matthew Stafford was and Cooper Cup were balling. And then all of a sudden, Tom Brady, being Tom Brady, makes his absolute comeback and uh, almost pulled off. Almost pulled off. Almost pulled off the NFL rig. Cam Akers really tried to uh, make that make that comeback a complete completed story, but Cooper Cup had something to say about it. Yeah, you know, for me, that should prove to the Rams that Cam Akers shouldn't be their running back one. 
It should be Sony Michelle. My Sony Michelle propaganda continues. Okay. I'm a big Sony Michelle fan. And he he wouldn't have fumbled. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Wasn't he like He had one carry for four yards. Well yeah, but wasn't he like half injured? Like he's back, but like he's oh, not a hundred percent. He might have been. I don't remember. Did he get hurt in the wildcard game? He got hurt doing something, I huh. think. I didn't know. I did not see that. I just know in the regular season, I thought he played really well when Cam Akers was out. Mm. Um, but anyway, that's besides the point. Yeah, I really the NFL script writers really tried. They tried. They really did. They tried so hard. They wanted Brady back there. I mean, they made an entertaining game. They certainly did. But they had to write Tom Brady out this time. Yeah, they they decided to to change it up. For it was us looking a bit. too suspicious. Yeah, I think I think that's what too they, suspicious. Is people were starting to catch on. Another twenty plus point comeback. They're like, they're not going to believe it. Yeah, they're catching on to us. They're catching on, and so they said, "All right, we're going to have to let the Rams win this one." And then they said, "Hey, Tom, listen, forty six year old quarterback wins the Super Bowl next season." Yeah, that's what they'll. You'll say get it next year, Tom. Yeah, you'll you'll be right back. Um. But yeah, the Rams to the NFC Championship game, like Peter said, Matthew Stafford looked pretty impressive in this game, um, kind of silencing some doubters, especially myself, who I thought he might have been the kryptonite for this squad um, to win a Super Bowl. Tom Brady did Tom Brady-like things. They let him throw the ball 54 times, despite him being 70 years old. Um, one pick, one touchdown, 329 yards. Mike Evans looked really good in this game. Um I haven't seen. Are there any rumors that Tom Brady? He has a year left on his deal, right? He says he's talking about it with his family. Okay. I think his contract is up. Is it up? I thought he had a year left. Hold on. Uh, well, we're looking it up. Tom but Brady. I know he said he was going to talk it over with his family and um, see where he goes from there. 2020, oh, 2022. So he has a year left. Yes. Yep, he has one year left. He's 45. Oh, my Lord. And then I think he can get this three-year extension that would make him an unrestricted free agent in 2023. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, 2023 is an unrestricted free agent. Unless he signs this extension that would keep him in uh, Tampa until he was 49. (laughs) Good Lord. Wow. Um, That man does not – clearly time has not touched this man, but – you know, I'm excited that the Rams are in the NFC Championship game. I didn't really want the Tom Brady narrative. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of the guy. Like, just he wins too much. Give someone else a turn. Um, but, yeah, I mean, any other thoughts on this game um, before we before we move on to the real, I guess, the real coup de grace of the playoffs? I guess. I don't know. I guess it's interesting just because L.A. came in as a team that was really probably the best fit playoff wise, just because they were stacked top, top to bottom. They got uh, Von Miller via trade for first round picks. Eric Weddle came back by the way, really quietly too. I didn't even realize until like I saw him playing and I was like, Oh God, Eric Weddle's back. And then Odell Beckham, who has been playing fantastic football since leaving Cleveland, just like everybody who leaves Cleveland, <laughs> But, yeah, I think the Rams are probably the best team to come out of the NFC to uh, try to take down the Chiefs. Yeah, I'd I'd have to agree. I think the Rams, 49ers will be an interesting game. 49ers will be a tough test. They've played. We'll we'll get into it in a little bit because we've got to talk about this last game before we get into predicting this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Peter. Yeah. If I were to ask you. Who do you think would be the first ever player to have four touchdown receptions in a single playoff game? 
Who would you say that would have been? Gabriel Davis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think it might have been some all-time great. Like I'm just going to pretend you didn't say anything. Yeah. You'd think it'd be all some all-time great. Like Randy Moss for the Patriots. Yeah. Perhaps Jerry Rice way back in the day. For sure. No. In fact, that record was broken on Sunday night by none other than Gabriel Davis of the <gasps> Buffalo what? Bills. Wow. I had no idea. Craziness. That's yes. wild. Gabriel Davis had eight receptions for 201 <laughs> yards and four, yes, four touchdowns. Despite that, sadly for the Bills, in the rematch against the Chiefs from the AFC Championship last year, they fell 42-36 to 36 in <laughs> overtime. Um, 14 seconds, Peter, is too much for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> And three timeouts. Yeah, Out of context. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, Chiefs able oh, to get Lord. it done. Um, I I even said with 13 seconds left to go and the Bills were cheering. Was it 13 or 14? Because I was going to make an unlucky 13 joke, but I didn't know. I couldn't remember if it was 14. I could have sworn it was 13. I thought it was too, but then I, it, I switched in my head. Because I, I remember saying, why are we cheering? Why are we cheering? Literally, literally. They got two timeouts. They only got to get in field goal range. Why are we cheering? As soon as the Bills scored that touchdown, I'm like, they got three timeouts. Andy Reid knows what he's doing. Patrick Mahomes sure as heck knows what he's doing. Yeah. And it was enough time. Did you see that one tweet that, like, Patrick Mahomes wore a heartbeat monitor during the game, and he was the most stressed when his defense was out on the field and the less stressed when he was on the field? Oh, my gosh. That's sick. That's so sick. That's sick. I like that. That man just trusts himself. He trusts the process. Um, yeah, this was quite the game. Like we said, 42 to 36 in overtime. Josh Helen, you are not human if you did not feel literal pain watching that guy sit on the bench watching the Chiefs drive down in overtime and just the blank stare he had on his face knowing they're about to score and win the game despite putting up what he did, which was 329 yards and four touchdowns, no yeah. picks. On 27 completions. I know people are like mad, especially on Twitter, about the the overtime rules. And I know yeah. it's been an issue for like a while mm-hmm. that the NFL should change their overtime rules to college that allows both teams to have the ball. But at the end of the day, as much as like, sure, the rules suck, it's not like Buffalo was like duped out. Like they yeah. were leading with 13 seconds left to go in the game. They had every ample opportunity to stop and win the game in regulation. But I guess Patrick Mahomes doing the Patrick Mahomes thing was just too much. Yeah. Yeah. No, you make a very good point because I am one of those people that thinks the NFL overtime rules need. And I think they should too. But I don't think that that was the reason this game. It shouldn't be all on the overtime rules that this game was that way. I think that's valid because I was upset because I saw Josh Allen. He looked so sad, and I texted um, a fellow KCOUer, our friend Kara Brown, who's a Chiefs fan and a kind of auxiliary Bills fan. Yeah. Um. And I was like, dang, I feel so bad for Josh Allen. And she goes, well, maybe stop them with 13 seconds left and you yeah. don't worry about that problem. And I said, very good point. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it, it, it does need a, a little critiquing, but I don't think you can put this entire absolutely thrilling game all on the overtime rules. Yeah, this was a fantastic back-and-forth game. It absolutely was. And I've already heard comparisons of, like, Brady versus Manning 2.0 with Mahomes versus yes, Allen. Yes, I'm so excited to watch these two duke it out for the next 10 years. Yeah. And any Josh Allen doubters, gone now, I'm sure. <sighs> gone with the wind. Um, yeah, like we met. I mean, yeah, Tyreek Hill for the Chiefs. Got to shout him out to 11 catches, 150 yards and for a touchdown. Second consecutive Chiefs playoff game, Peter, where guess who? None other than Byron Pringle grabbed himself a touchdown. Tyreek Hill had a touchdown, too. I know. I said that. Oh, you did? Yeah. I was just... 
I read. His, Sorry, I was watching Stephen A. I read his stats and then got more excited. Oh, Stephen A's on my screen too on the yeah. ESPN thing. Stephen A. I going saying, to work. The overtime rules are blasphemous. Blasphemy. Blasphemous. Um, yes, I'm very excited. I'm saying it right here, right now, Peter. If the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, and if Byron Pringle catches a touchdown in the Super Bowl, I will be purchasing a Byron Pringle jersey. You should make that bet. I'll make the bet. Yeah. Okay. Shake on it. We're too far away to. Well, I'm not betting oh. you. I said you should like bet on it Vegas wise. That Byron Pringle scores a touchdown. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. Or like the first touchdown. Five thousand dollars. All right. Let's not. They love to use him in that goal line situation. They do. So they also love Travis Kelsey throwing the ball. They do love Travis Kelsey throwing the ball. Um, did he? He didn't have another passing. To, no, that was in the wild card game. Yeah, it was not in this one. Um, yeah, just an insane game. I mean, and the Chiefs moving on. Bills. I'm sad for them. I would have. I want to see a chip go to Buffalo, but they, they've got the score. Like they'll be back. They'll be back. They'll be back. This, It'll be all right for Josh Allen. This is a team that's not going to go away for a couple years. Um, but I will say it is tough. Stephon Diggs, a year after he had the whole sitting there watching the Chiefs celebrate and only coming back with a three-catch, seven-yard game yeah. is not a great look. I saw the meme where like someone photoshopped the Stephon Diggs last year and this year next to each other, just both looking really sad, and that made me kind of sad, but it was also kind of funny. It was a little funny. It was pretty funny. Um, okay, well, we've wrapped up. Talking about this week's games, we'll take a quick break, but when we come back, we will do predictions for the upcoming championship weekend because it's just football. It's There's football. a lot to talk about, and I'm tired, and I need a break. All right. And that's that. Um, all right, we'll be right back. Uh, it is currently, what time is it? It's, it's currently 4.32. 4.32 Central Standard Time here. You're listening to 4.32 here on KCOU, 80, like oh, like those old, like... Yeah, but we're not. We're 88.1. Yeah. You're listening to 88.1 KCOU. KCOU at 4.32. We'll be right back with more Penalty Box. Oh, yeah. Do you like helping people? Do you think that sexual health education is important at Mizzou? Do you want to grow as an individual? Yeah, Lisa, that's definitely me. You need to apply to Sexual Health Advocate Peer Education, SHAPE. SHAPE is saving the world one barrier method at a time. Their peer educators give presentations all over campus in the Columbia area on topics ranging from abstinence and healthy relationships to anatomy, STIs, and barrier methods. How do I apply? Just Google Shape Mizzou. You can go to studenthealth.missouri.edu and apply online. Wow, thank you so much, Lisa. I want to be a shape here. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. Hey, Mizzou fans, did you know that research at the Wellness Resource Center indicates that 80% of MU students have a negative opinion of people who litter during tailgating? This is why Mizzou has the best fans in America. This public service announcement has been brought to you by the Wellness Resource Center, Craft Beer Cellar, and KCOU 88.1 FM. Welcome back, everybody. 
<laughs> to the penalty box here at KCOU 88.1 FM. Peter Camp, who just gave you his beautiful singing voice. I try. Peter can actually do, if you put him in like an echoey stairwell, he can do the Halo theme really well. I did that I hate, to, year, I hate yeah. to put you on the spot, but it was really good. Thanks, man. It was really good. And uh, I can rap all of Rap God flawlessly. Really? No. Go. <laughs> um... Our friend Tyler Kading that can though he's he's got a KCOU show mm. he he did that once that was very impressive anyway um, we're continuing just our uh, divisional and now conference championship in the NFL bingeathon um, right along into this little second block here um, we talked all about the divisional games for those who missed it and now we're gonna preview and predict and I'm gonna write them down so we <laughs> we all you know we have them we have them we have them there we have them in set in stone in writing. Um, our championship predictions. So, the first game of NFL championship weekend. I actually don't remember which one's first. Bengals Chiefs is first. Bengals Chiefs is first. CBS 2 p.m. on Sunday. This Sunday, January 30th. Mahomes hosting the Cinderella Run Bengals. Peter, mm -hmm. what you got for this game? The line, by the way, right now is K is Kansas City favored by seven. Yeah, this is probably the biggest David versus Goliath game of this weekend. A team that hasn't won a playoff game in 31 years versus the Kansas City Chiefs who are coming off, coming into their fourth straight AFC championship game. Uh, these teams did face earlier in the year. I believe it was week 17. It was. Uh, Bengals that was actually, where the Bengals won the AFC North. Bengals came out on top 34-31. Uh, huge, huge uh, offensive game for both these guys. Uh, Joe Burrow had four touchdown passes that game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw for 260 and two touchdowns. And I remember there being a lot of controversial calls late down the stretch. Uh, Kansas City really didn't get things going for the most part. Uh, they weren't able to get into a rhythm. Uh, had some trouble slowing down Jamar Chase, who had 266 yards and three touchdowns of those 400 yards Joe Burrow passed for. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Oh, that was the Jamar Chase record game, wasn't it? Yes. So it'll be a little different. It'll be in Arrowhead as opposed to in uh, Cincinnati. And it'll be interesting to see how this Chiefs defense that has been so up and down this year. They started off as the worst defense in the NFL, and then we're like, top five in points allowed per game or something like that. So we'll see which Chiefs defense shows up. I'm going to pretty much bank on Patrick Mahomes doing his thing, putting up like 30, 40 points. So I think it's going to really come down to how the Kansas City defense can stop Joey Buckets and uh, and the Cool Kids squad. Joe Burrow's so cool, Peter. He's so He's cool. He's so cool. He's so cool. I think if Joe Burrow rips his nameplate off, they'll win. That's true. Because that's, that's what, what happened, happened last in that Week time. 17 game. Um, yeah, I my main worry for the Bengals, like we mentioned in the first block, is their offensive line containing guys like Frank Clark, containing maybe guys like Nick Bolton, Mizzou made. Exactly. Could be in for a couple sacks at linebacker there. Um, yeah, I, I'm rooting for the Bengals myself. I want the Cinderella run to continue. I worry. Arrowhead is a daunting place to play. Um, Patrick Mahomes is darn good. Yeah. That defense is really good. The Bengals' offensive line wor worries me. They got mm. sacked nine times against the Titans. They could be in for, for another tough day against Kansas City. Um, should we predict this game first and then go to the other one? Yeah, we can All do right. that. Who you got? Um, I think Tyron Matthew comes back next week. So that's, oh, yeah, that's a fully healthy Chiefs defense. 
Uh, that's going to get it done against Cincinnati. They'll go to their third straight Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to go 41-24. KC? KC. Oh, 41, you 88.1. 24. KC, you 88.1. You can't listen to this game on 88.1. Sadly. Sadly. Uh, we don't have the credentials for that. Yeah, I'm also going to pick the Chiefs. I'm going to cheer for an offensive showing. I'm going to go Byron Pringle touchdown first drive. So you're going to get pick that the, excitement out of the way. You're going to pick the over. Yes, I'm going to take the over. What is the over under in this game? It should. I think it should be a lot. Um, I'm going to go 54 and a half. I'm going to go Chiefs. 38. Bengals 30. Um, I think this is where the Cincy run ends, and they go to the offseason and rebuild. Um, Next up, Rams 49ers, the night game technically in this one. Um, Well, it's at 530, but you know the vibes. Um, Night game anyway. In Los Angeles, Peter, another little Cinderella team in the Niners. Can they come out and beat the Rams? You know, I would straight up say, like, oh, you know, L.A. has this on lock. You know, they have the roster. They have the star talent. They have... The energy, you know, this is a team that 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 is for sure going to win. San Francisco has won the last six games against L.A. They have had the Rams number for the past three years. And it's going to be a very interesting game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I think the Rams barely edge it out just because they are in SoFi. And I think with that roster they have. It's not a home game, though. For the Rams, it is. No, it's not. Never it's is. in SoFi Stadium. It's it's in yeah. Inglewood, California. It's a road game. As the, will the Super Bowl be if they go there? What? So they don't play. They don't play home games. Ram, Rams, Rams have more visiting fans than they do home fans. Oh, <laughs> it's like the Chargers. That the was thing. crazy to see. the The game where they played the 49ers at the end of the regular season, that yeah. was there was more 49ers fans cheering. I could hear it on the TV. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. Anyway, please continue. But. I'm gonna say the Rams get it done just because I think they 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 pull it out with their star-studded squad. They they win it when it matters, and um, I'm gonna go with Rams 27-24. You think Matthew Stafford's finally got it in him? I think he finally. He's gonna make as many Super Bowl appearances as Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Despite having played for the Lions for his whole career. <laughs> yes. That's crazy. If you'd have told me that five years ago. Just that Matthew Stafford was going to go to a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of context there, I guess. That's probably not a good comparison, but you know what I mean. Um, Yeah, shoot. I don't really like the 49ers because they were always rivals of the Seahawks, but it's been cool to see them, and I love Debo Samuel. He's really good. Well, the Rams are also the rivals of the Seahawks. I I, I don't know about you. I've always (laughs) considered the 49ers like more of a rival because they were good at the same time Seattle was good. Yeah. So... Um, looking back on this game, uh, like we mentioned, they played twice this season. Week one, uh, they played the 49ers, won that 27-24. to 24. That's kind of weird. Is that what you predicted? That is what you predicted. It is. That's weird. Um, and then they won 31-10 to 10, uh, in, like, the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. I'm dumb. I read this wrong. The 49ers won week 17, 27, or week 18, 27-24. Mid-season, they also beat the Rams 31-10. to 10. Yeah, I had my I had it backwards. Why would it go that way, Jack? Come on now. Um, I picked them super. I picked them for the Super Bowl preseason. I got to pick them again. I'm going with the Rams. Rams I think house. This will be a close one. I think this actually might turn into a bit of a defensive battle. I'm gonna go 17 to 10 Rams. 
I think they I think they get it done by a nice late Matthew Stafford drive and go. a four yard screen to Sony Michelle for the game winning touchdown. Not Cooper Cup. Boom. No. Not Van Jeff. <laughs> no. Not, not the two most likely options. They like they kind of like Tyler Higby down there. That's true. The goal line. They do like Tyler um, they like Higby. Tyler Higby. Um, okay, so we're both picking the Chiefs. We're both picking the Rams. Should we have a tiebreaker? Um, what should the tiebreaker be? I guess the tiebreaker could be score. Yeah. But let's pick a more fun tiebreaker. Tiebreaker is... Uh, who wins the coin toss in the Bengals-Chiefs game? All right, sounds good. Who are you picking to win the coin toss? I got... I got. Uh, I Wait, think... are we picking what the coin toss is or who wins it? Like which... Whichever like you tails? want. Let's you... do heads or tails. It's usually heads or tails. Okay. I'll go with Chiefs heads. <laughs> okay, so that I'm the Bengals and it has to be tails. Yeah. I think we. Wait. The only problem is that if they pick tails and like the Chiefs win, that's another tiebreaker. No, breaker. we just have to pick one. We you, you just right. have to pick heads or tails. Heads. Oh, great! Tails never fails. Okay. That's what you think. Yeah, and I'm right. Can't wait to win off a coin toss in the first. A literal game. coin toss. You're gonna win literally off the coin toss. Yeah. So I guess if it won't matter, never mind. Okay, well we'll see, we'll see. I could be a contrarian and pick the Bengals. I don't want to be a contrarian and pick the Bengals. Though I think Chiefs are gonna win. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. It's it's gonna be exciting. Um, is there anything else you're hoping for before we go to another quick break? I uh, hope in this in these games, all the teams have fun. Oh my gosh, you always do. You say want that. to have sports fun in a playoff fun, Peter. game? Sports aren't fun, and we're gonna talk about why sports aren't fun when we come back from break with our first topic. You gotta um, have fun. No, sports, it's all about a smile on your sports face. Sports aren't supposed to be fun, even when you're winning or losing. We'll talk about it when we come back from break. It's a sport, and we'll be we'll be when joined by have a special fun, guest. You play sports having fun. We'll be it's right why back. You play sports Don't because let it's it's fun. Fool you. It is. You're supposed Supposed to have fun. It's why people play the game. Forty-three. People play the game to have fun. Why would you play a sport? My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. The Unwritten Rule is your home for friendly and mature conversations across the wide world of sports. Join Kenny Van Doren. You know what? No, 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 no. Stop. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Peyton Haverman. Win it all. Oh, Why does it matter? You haven't even been to an AFC championship game. At That's least there's been Jones. to a Super Bowl. And myself, Jack Knowlton, as we calmly discuss news and highlights with some lighthearted banter. Fridays at 3 on KCOU. If you're interested in building a great career, the Missouri Army National Guard is interested in you. The Guard will pay you to train for a wide range of jobs, such as engineering, combat arms, logistics, transportation, and military police. The skills you'll learn are needed in the Guard and are in high demand in the civilian job market. Plus, you may be eligible for a $20,000 bonus and student loan repayment. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association in this station. Baby, 
Welcome, welcome back, everybody, to the penalty box on KCOU 88.1 FM. Peter was bugging for a minute there. We're all good. I like playing this uh, instrumental because, for those who don't know, it's the instrumental of the 30 Hours by Kanye. Yeah. And my dad messages me every time I play it because he loves this instrumental, but it's sampled from like a regular song. And when he went and listened to the regular song, he's like, no, that's not good enough, but I also don't want to listen to Kanye rapping. And he can't find just this instrumental anywhere. There you go. And so he gets mad. So. Yeah. There you go. I trolled my dad a little bit. Um, we're going to hop into the penalty box uh, pretty shortly, but we're going to talk a little bit first um, about some basketball starting out in college. But before we do any of that, I'm going to introduce our special guest for the penalty box joining us this week. Um, he hosts his own show on Friday mornings called Cup of Bro with fellow KCOUer Luke Magnanti. He's a coffee, coffee connoisseur. You can sometimes catch him on the KOMU airwaves where you can both see and hear him. Imagine that. Um, I have a I have a face for radio, so um, you know I won't I won't be on the TV airwaves anytime soon. But he is joining us in the studio this afternoon. It's our good friend Chase Madison. What's up, Chase? Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. Now, Chase, uh, you host Cup of Bro, and yes, I do. O- obviously it is a sports show. But you guys add you know some fun little some fun little twists and turns, and one of those is of course doing a coffee review. Where your co-host yeah, Luke we're, guesses we're it. trying to make it as far from a sports show as possible <laughs> as time goes on. Yeah, just slowly uh, derive into something else. We just inserted insert ourselves into KCLU sports to get on the airway. Right, so, uh, smart. Here we are. No, yeah, we have a we. I review a coffee, and then my co-host Luke tries to wildly guess whatever score I'm going to give the coffee, which. Sometimes he's gotten right like he's twice. been close a couple times. The one the one time I was on, he's really I try close. to give him hints to kind of direct, like. Guide him in the right direction. Sure. Uh, and then we talk about sports a little bit, and then we have a bro segment uh, where we talk about stuff off the field and drama, gossip, politics, a little bit of everything. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but it's usually athlete-related. Um, right. Which, which just makes it fun and keeps it fresh. Um, it's very creative. I enjoy, yeah, I enjoy listening to Yeah, we'll be it. on the airways tomorrow at 11 a.m. Sweet. Yeah, everyone go tune in at 11. You brought a coffee with you. Yeah. What, what coffee um, did you bring? You can give this it a, is, a quick review. Oh, shoot. Um, it's a vanilla sweet cream cold brew uh, from Starbucks, which is, you know, it's kind of a basic order, not going to lie. Uh, but it's good. It's good. It's good. Peter and I are both not coffee people. We don't drink coffee. But, you know, I, I can appreciate a mocha from Starbucks every once in a while, which I think is the most basic drink you can get. I've heard it's basically I really just like chocolate. their hot chocolate. Their hot chocolate's good. Hot chocolate's good. Um, do you want to give it a quick, quick score? Quick score out of 10? Do you want us to guess? Um, <laughs> that'll take too long. Seven point one. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll say it's probably around a six eight seven one. There you go. I, I probably yeah. I don't know go. what my official score is. <laughs> um, it's hitting different today. It was just kind of a drag of a day, so that's something. But um, I don't want to be too much of situational bias. But that was a very good guess. Very on par. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. But anyways, you mentioned basketball. What a game we had on Tuesday. What a game we had on Tuesday. My dad, by the way, texted me the angry face after I the <laughs> song. Um, yeah, so mm. for those who uh, were not, you know, paying attention to the college basketball world, um, on Tuesday evening, the Mizzou men's basketball team welcomed the number one ranked Auburn Tigers, and it was quite the game. Uh, Mizzou unfortunately lost in very, very heartbreaking fashion to that Auburn Tigers team. Um, Peter and I were both in attendance at that game. I was screaming a lot. Um, for those who don't know, I have a, a pretty bitter hatred for the University of Auburn and yeah. their men's basketball program and their coach. 
You and know, so, Bruce Pearl almost picked Mizzou. Did he really? Yeah. Wow. Which well, is kind of crazy. Very glad he didn't. He did actually coach UW-Milwaukee for a little while. Got them in some uh, recruiting trouble, so that was fun. Um, the AD had to admit like three years after he left that they did like bad stuff. Well, he's, he's not, he's, I'm not a fan of the guy. Um, but I, he can coach he, probably he, better he, than yeah. Mizzou's own Conzo Martin. He can. Ooh. That being said, Conzo Martin did his best in that game. I will say that Conzo Martin had a good mentality going he in, did. but I'm not going to be too subjective here. I just think it's a very interesting strategy to not intentionally foul with about 30 seconds left and a shot clock that you you know is going to expire with about five seconds left, and then you don't have a timeout, so you're going the length of the floor with five seconds, hoping you get a rebound. Yeah, that's that's the main thing for me was for trying those to get who a rebound, saw it. Yeah. Uh, and this is something that like Norm Stewart would do. He would just always foul and play for a miss at the free throw line, go for a quick two, and so. I don't know. I'm not trying to be too much upset about it, but I definitely am just going to say I think it was an interesting, bold coaching move. Bold to, strategy, Cotton. Yeah, to hope for an offensive or a defensive rebound against a team that had 23 or 25 offensive boards in that game and then <laughs> go the length of the floor and put up a shot where you could have fouled and then been hoping. And then you're going for a three at that right. point. So and you're you only down one. Yeah. Yeah, you make a good point. Uh, my main issue was there was officiating decisions that, uh, in my see, opinion, cost see, them the game earlier. I, but I don't, I don't agree with. I, I, I saw the plays, and sure, you could say he jumped into that foul call um, a little bit. But at the end of the day, the officiating was the one I'm more mad at was when he deliberately traveled on the layup he had at the end. My man shuffled. He jumped. He pump faked and jumped. That's you know. Both I feet think, move. I think all the officiating was debatable. But one thing that is not debatable is a coaching decision yes, where you could have true. fouled. That's true. Right? There yes. was a lot of what-ifs with the refs and what would have happened if the refs went differently, but that was the very end of the game, you know? That's but true. You make a good point. It would have been cool it to see sad. the number one team go down. Yes, it made me sad. Tigers. It made me sad that they lost by by, by just one in, in heartbreaking fashion. Um, all right, Chase. Your moment has come. Is Peter the, is the question master ready? Do you have the Do you have the questions ready? I have the questions ready. Okay. Oh, quick! You can you can share a quick two cents about the Auburn game before we dive into it if you want to. Oh, um, just real fast. Uh, I was disappointed. Um, the officiating was, I will say, fishy at times, but it wasn't like Mizzou was out of it because of the officiating. You're true. Yeah. So I just don't want to admit it because you know I'll be more <laughs> subjective about this game. Than yeah, this. no. That's, that's At the fair. end of the day, it's the best worst way to loss yes, because it is. you lose by one to the number one team in the country, which is fun, but you also were like one decision, one shot away from actually doing it. Yes, so that's true. It is the best well, and, worst way to lose. And if Conzo calls for an intentional foul. They make both free throws. Then Bruce Pearl probably takes his last timeout, setting up his defense, so then Conzo has time to drop a play. Right. And you saw when they drew up a play for Jawan Pickett, he hit the three to make the, to take the lead. So True. True. Yeah, I a lot agree. Of, a lot of things down the stretch. Could have made a better call coaching-wise. It is what it is. I still don't think he would have made it, Good though. Effort. Yeah. We'll, we, yeah if but it, we'll if, never know. We'll, we'll never, never know, know though. We'll never know. That's fair. All right. You have the questions ready? Chase, you questions. know the format. You currently hold the low with 11. Do you want to break that? Do you want to go even lower, or do you like what's the, what's the goal here? Well, I, I've done some preparation. Okay, he's done some preparation. Peter, get right into it. <clears throat> All right, three, two, one, go. Would you rather be the funniest or smartest person in the room? Uh, I would say smartest because you know jokes jokes are one thing, but yeah. when you can 
down the stretch when you can like be like, oh, you're actually all right. I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you rather be able to run 100 miles per hour or fly 10 miles an hour? Um, probably, probably, I guess fly. Yeah, you can't give up. You can't, running's one thing. Yeah. Would you rather be a superhero or the world's best chef? Oh, world's best chef. That'd be so cool. That doesn't surprise me. Give me those Michelin stars. <laughs> if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Uh, to be the world's best chef. <laughs> uh, what's your best idea for a new invention? Oh, I've come up with a lot of them recently. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Take your time, man. No, I'm thinking right now. Yeah. Um, We're at a minute left. Probably, like, more um, well-designed things for, like, certain uh, hygiene products. Like, like something like that would, like, ah, uh, no, nah, that's not a good answer. But whatever. We'll move on to the next question. Uh, okay. Better hygiene. If you were invisible for a day, what would you do? QPG. Um. Okay. I will. I will. Um. Probably go places that I just like can't go, like just like a NFL stadium or something. Okay. Uh. Would you go with aliens if they beamed if they beamed you uh up to Earth or up to their planet? Would I go with them? Oh, sorry. I don't would you go with aliens if they came down to Earth and asked you to asked come with you, them? Yeah. Um. Uh, probably not. Uh. Are you sunrise, daylight, twilight? Do you like? Sunrise, um, daylight, twilight, or nighttime? I like sunrise. That's cool to see the sun come up. Uh, what's your favorite season? Uh, probably summer. Are you a good dancer? Um, not really. Caramel or caramel? I usually say caramel. Uh, what is your favorite... Oh, pause. Okay. Oh. Man, it's gonna... Oh, I don't know if I did it. You tied. Oh! <laughs> you got exactly 11. Well done. Uh, I should have been I should have been a little, little well faster done. there. Well done. Um, yeah, yeah but see, the thing is, I took time to think about <laughs> yes, those answers, you, you give clear. You are the most, uh, you're the most thoughtful. I, I will give that to you. No, the, the one that, that was great, and I just I kind of took a blank there, was the invention thing, because I've definitely thought about useful that, inventions that's the worst. as of recent. You're like, I literally just thought of something yesterday, and then... I was, I'm like a businessman sometimes, but yesterday, or I don't know, today I wasn't. That's all right. I like the fly 10 miles an hour shout. Well, that one is tough because it's like that's a very good debate. Because sure, you can go anywhere by flying, right? But, but the right. running would be so much more efficient. So, productivity standpoint, I don't know. You like my answer about my superpower? Just being <laughs> also a chef, being the best chef. <laughs> well, I thought the question was funny, so I was just kind of like, Chase, oh. Chase is Chase wants to chef it up. He wants to be on that Gordon Ramsay. You know, vibe. Michelin stars. It's the same thing for Michelin tires. It's the same brand. Yeah, I'm sure. No, it is. Is it really? Yeah, because to promote their tires, they made this thing called the Michelin Review, and it was essentially a big map guide, and they actually used it in World War II. Um, and the map guide had restaurant suggestions. This is it. not true. And yes, All right, it get is. this propaganda man off no, of the No, the, the Michelin Guide had <laughs> restaurant suggestions in it, and they would rank the restaurants with stars. And now it's still a thing, and the, the guide's over and done with, but people just care about the Michelin stars. And the Michelin reviewers don't reveal who they are, and they'll go to a restaurant like 40 times. Very interesting. All right. But we'll have to look that up and verify that, I guess. Um, oh, wait. It says they, the Michelin guides are a series of guidebooks that have been published by the French tire company Michelin since 1904. Because that's how Michelin stars are created. It's a very interesting <laughs> fact. It is very You would think, like, fact. oh, the Michelin man has nothing to do with food, right. but he does. 
All right. Well, we're running a little thin on time. Chase, we'll tweet <laughs> your answers and, and the whole Michelin explanation. Um, but real quick, who is winning the two games this weekend? Real quick. Oh, that's ah, a good one. Um, as much as I don't want to, I think it's going to be Chiefs and Rams. I would love it to be Bills, Niners in the – or I would Bengals, even be okay. Bengals, Niners. Bengals, sorry. Bengals, Niners in – or I'm okay with Bengals, Rams. I don't really want the Chiefs to win, but it's, I just want everyone to have a good weekend of football. Just like Peter said. Just there have fun. Exactly. All right, well, that'll do it for us. Thank Chase, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for us. having me. I really appreciate it. Well done uh, tying your, your original low score, and we'll definitely have you on once again. Yeah, um, when someone sets a new low, yeah, I will be, he will be He will be back. All right, well, we hope everyone enjoyed, and, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for the Penalty Box. Have a fun and safe rest of your week and weekend. Enjoy the football. See you.